O Tannenbaum, O Tannenbaum, wie grün sind deine Blätter. Jimmer, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm okay, Richard. I've just finished a big cup of tea. Oh, you haven't got an alcohol. I've got an alcoholic beverage. Oliver, have you got anything? Yeah, Jim's letting the side down already. You you instructed us to have beers in our hands. And, oh, I, I'll just do the old uh, squirt. Hang on, listen. Yeah, that's the old Budweiser lid. Coming <laughs> off. Well, I, I can tell you that I did actually put some mulled wine in a pan, uh, but we didn't have time to heat it up before calling. Oh, and you don't really want that cold because it won't infuse, will it? No, no. So that will happen afterwards, I think. You know, the story of when Chris Metzler came one time to stay the night and asked for some red wine, and I, as I don't drink red wine, I went into the cupboard and got out something that turned out to be uh, a bottle of mulled wine that hadn't been mulled. Oh. And uh, he was very, very upset and hasn't ever forgiven me. <laughs> Was he very upset and very ill? Yeah, he, <laughs> he took a sip and, and sort of, you know, all over the floor. But uh, yeah, I had to, uh, I had to disappoint him there. God, oh, Jim, how's it like? So, twenty twenty, complete write off for you? Do you think? Um, Has it just been like a, a nightmare? Like, how many gigs do you think you would have done, and how many have you actually done? Uh, I've actually done two. Uh, two not including the the online stuff yeah but yeah, yeah two actual gigs on a stage probably uh there were about a dozen i knew about but then obviously i, sp- I suppose you pick up gigs throughout the year that you don't really know are going to happen yet so yeah i may have missed out on well who knows i could have got I could have got that tour with Bon Jovi I'd been looking for all these years, you know. But uh, <laughs> That's true. But, yeah. You'd have got us on the guest list for that one. That would have been uh, fun. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I probably lost a dozen. And But, uh, yeah, I've, it's funny. It, it took me until about June, May or June, to actually get my head around everything that was happening. Um, well, it's, you've got. I mean, I think you've, if it is at all possible to take positives from it, I mean, there, there's the over, the overriding thing I haven't enjoyed. I don't think, but I've got like I've got a load of weird, interesting stuff done that I probably wouldn't have got done if it hadn't been like this. Yeah, as well. that's how I feel. just I just feel. like doing this podcast for one. Yeah, that's how I feel. I think there's a you, you have a big list of all those things you want to get round to and don't have the time to do, and 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 I appreciate that I wouldn't want to carry on this way forever. So I do understand that part of it. But I think being able to just park it up for a few months and actually concentrate on other things has been good. But do you think you would have done the the compilation CD that you've just the trans? global excess if you if, if this hadn't been going on probably not yeah probably no. probably not um, because i would have just put it off and put it off and it would have become one of those things that you have to do at the end of the day when everything else is done and it's it's midnight and you're tired yeah. you're tired and and whatever but but yeah now i could actually concentrate on 
sorry, I've, I've just done that thing where I've gone like, I've mentioned this compilation CD without saying anything. Jim, say what this compilation <laughs> CD is um, and where can people buy it if they so wish? Oh, well, it's sold out, unfortunately, Rich. That's good. That's good. You can do another run. Yeah. We got got all of his books. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I had this idea for for a long, long time where just because most of the gigs I do are all over the place and spread about. So over the best part of, I suppose, 20 years, I've just got a lot of friends and things dotted around. And um, I thought it'd be really nice to put them all on one CD. Mostly for for my benefit, but also because most of them need to be heard <laughs> um, more than they are. Um, yeah. So I yeah, but obviously you have to sit down and make a little contract, and then you have to find out who's willing to do it and who isn't. So that that's the thing that takes all the time. But yeah, I wanted to put this thing together just to um, just because I could and I had the time, and yeah. it's worked out really well. It's worked out that. All of the bands on there, one way or the other, have picked up radio play or um, or reviews and things they that that they didn't have before. So it's good. I suppose it's a good thing for all those bands for gigs as well, for when that all happens again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and as I say, I mean now it's opened up where everyone's oh, when's the next one? When's the next one going to be? And so I don't really know. Next Are you year, do another one. <sighs> It's difficult, really. I mean, I suppose it depends how much time I end up having next year. <laughs> if it's anything like this year, yeah, there could be volumes two, three, four, and five. But yeah, I don't know. I've, 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 it's just been a bit of fun. But it's been... You'll have to do another painting as well if you're going to do another one. Oh, God, don't talk to me about that. Uh... Why? <laughs> <laughs> it was good. You got like, That's another lockdown thing. You, you started painting again and I started drawing again. Like, who knew? Oh. Who knew we'd ever do that again? Yeah, I mean, first time since secondary school and I decided to buy some paints. I mean, it it, it is weird, you know, because you just, I don't know, it does make you realise what you could be doing with your time. If you had time. Yeah, yeah. How many bands on this uh, CD, Jim? Uh, there are 17. Wow. Uh, it was going to be 16, but but um, I I forgot about one, actually, <laughs> and, then, and then ended up... You're going to tell us which one you forgot? Well, it was, it was that. I won't say who, but uh, they were the first band to uh, say yes, so they were really... they were stupidly eager before the other 16 so i <laughs> didn't log their interest uh but i've got it in front of me actually um, that's terrible they're they're the ones that inspired the whole thing and then they got forgotten about not well not really it's just that they responded to the email probably within 30 seconds of me writing it <laughs> so i'm guessing you're talking about broken links oh no i'm not no oh no, you're not no, oh, no, right no. okay i saw them in austin you know one time Oh really? They went really? out. They went out to Austin for South by Southwest. Uh, oh God, many years ago, and uh, I think at the time they had some kind of management company spending money on them because I'd never seen any band go out there with so much merch. They had badges and stickers and tote bags and God knows what, and they were walking around the streets handing them out to people. Oh, I wonder if it's the same Broken Links. Ah, oh, maybe there are two. Yeah, different I mean, ones. it could be. Could be. Ah, this this one was a Winchester-ish band. Oh, maybe it was then. Yeah. 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 So a rock, a rock band. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So are these all local 
artists from around uh, the Winchester area, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Go on. No, there, there's Cologne, Dusseldorf, uh, Vienna. Uh, well, that's a lot of Germans, isn't it? A lot of Germans. Um, there's Prague, um, Mexico City. Um, you name it. But, yeah, not many local artists, unfortunately. We should have done that on the... I'm looking at the back cover now. We should have put where people were from on the back cover. A little flag would have been... Yeah, we should do that next time. Mm. Yeah, that would be yeah. nice and cheesy. Yeah. That was like, yeah. I, I'm not sure how we should take the fact that neither of us got invited to contribute, Rich. Yeah, there's no Gracie track on this. No, there's no uh, Gary Revillo. It's, it's a, <laughs> rather upsetting. <laughs> well, we, we can be on volume eight. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always time. There's always time. But it's sold out. That's good. What about the and the the Knights remix CD? I don't want to make this all like one big advert, but might as well. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, again, so I, that's something I wanted to get around to uh, because all of the uh, I, so I put the actual proper album out in 2019, but then just friends and contacts and oh, can I do a remix? Can I? And so I ended up with my whole computer was full of different mixes and this that and the other and again it was just a bit of a dream oh i should probably put them all together as one album but again i wouldn't have had the time usually yeah uh, but it was yes again quite a good little little package and it and it does keep things moving along because between albums it's always that time when i suppose you've done all the hard work but there's always that fear that in in a couple of years you could not could be forgotten, but you know you, you're not really uh, you're not really being talked about. So the more the more you've got going out there, the better, I suppose. And there's some real bangers on there. I mean, track eleven, that dollars and cents remix by some bloke called Rich Williams. That's a <laughs> that's a big dance dance floor classic. Yeah, yeah. I think you excelled yourself there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> pity, pity there aren't any dance floors anymore. But... Oh god, yeah. Well, I'm hopeful though. I mean, what do you think? When will we? When will we be back to some? Sort well, we're of... recording this at a very bad time when everything seems to be getting worse quite rapidly, uh, and uh, much uh, more severe restrictions are coming in. But uh, who knows? I, I mean, you know, my, my, my uh, preoccupation is always the same as you, Jim. Is when are the gigs going to start happening again? And uh, I, I, I don't think realistically much in the way of what we'd know as a proper gig is going to be happening before 22 now. Most of my shows have been put back till then anyway. God. What, what, what do you reckon? Well, I mean, you know, going sitting in a room with another 10 people all separate from each other, especially at my age, I'm sadly not going to be able to do it. Yeah, it's. I think it's it's pretty crazy because there's um, everyone's approaching it at, at a different rate now because you've got the gigs are happening now, Ooh. you know, so you've got gigs happening now. And then for a little while, I think the most patient people were saying, Oh, April, May will be okay. Mm. But that seems to be out, out the window again now. And so maybe, maybe you're right. Um, I think festivals could be off because I suppose all of the planning and, and things, all of that needs to start being done. Well, now, now, um, I think what they're doing is they're they're doing much the same as we are with the gigs, and that is they're booking them with the assumption that, I mean, what, what they're doing 
what they have done is rolled over all last year's festival lineups, haven't they? Yeah. Like Glastonbury, for example, rolled everything over from uh, last year or this year as we speak. And um, now they're talking about it probably not happening and rolling the whole lot over till 22. Yeah, that I, I, mean, I don't think it matters too much. But it did cross my mind the other day that, you know, I suppose, well, actually, these days it doesn't matter at all. But years ago, that would really matter because what, what could be in fashion for a particular festival one year may not be two or three years later. But then I suppose fashion's gone out the window with festivals anyway, isn't it, really? So. Well, certainly with Glassmere. I mean, they're, not, they're hardly likely to be saying, uh, oh, dear, and, uh, Matt McCartney's old hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's not so important, but... It's an interest, interesting thought that like fashion and kind of that part of culture has also been put on hold for a year. Like that, you know, there are, there are movements for want of a better word that 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 haven't happened because of this, and maybe they'll never happen. You know, maybe there was something that was underground that was going to come out of the underground and go overground, but it never did because the sort of sort of traditional delivery mechanisms like live shows or whatever weren't there the the only thing that's, uh, that that has happened is uh, the prevalence of the the you know broadcasting from your living room show which i don't know how you two feel about them that i i find them quite unsatisfying unless of course it's loads of christmas songs done very spectacularly from uh, just near the cathedral in winchester in which case <laughs> i love it yeah i i suppose it yeah, if things are done with some imagination, it's not so bad. But I know what you mean. I mean, I I watched a program the other day where they had they had Shaking Stevens singing out the show, and I love Shaking Stevens, but he was miming, and I just thought, what's the, you know, what's the point in mm. that? <laughs> <laughs> I just heard this afternoon Rick Astley's new Christmas song, and I swear you have never heard anything so terrible in your life. It's every appalling cliche of a Christmas song you could imagine. And, of course, all the listeners were raving about it, saying they were going to rush out and buy it. So, Oh, dear. Let me know what you hear, what you think of that one, guys, when you, uh, if and when you hear it. Did he, Mariah Carey just got to number one, didn't yes. she, finally? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. It's never been number one, that tune, and now it is. God. Well, with two girls in my household, I've suffered <laughs> hell from that song. For the last thirty odd years, <laughs> I've no... been in the car with them when that's been on around Christmas. Just yeah, it... Mariah nonstop in stereo. <laughs> she's got a good, she's got good pipes though, isn't she, Mariah? She she can go all high. What you call them? Is it? Yeah. We were saying the other day, it, it, she seems to get a new face every Christmas as well. From <laughs> from what I can see, all I want for Christmas is a new face. Yeah. Well, if you if you had her money, you probably would, wouldn't you? Yeah, it'd be like that Nicolas Cage film. Have you seen that? Face Off. Oh, Face Off. Yeah. 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 You and Mariah Carey could swap faces. Now, there's a, there's a thought. <laughs> there, that, would be really, that would be a bit confusing, though, wouldn't it, for a lot of people? Yeah. The, li- the listeners may not know that Jim Knights has done this wonderful uh, compilation of Christmas songs or songs that people have requested oh, yeah. for Christmas. Um and uh, it lasts, it lasts seemingly forever. It's very, very long because there were so many requests. And Jim, being such a kind person, couldn't say no to anybody, including fulfilling one for me that was probably about 
vastly outside his previous vocal range. So he had to train for weeks <laughs> in order to be able to sing it. But it was delightful. And we sat here and danced around the room and were very, very uh, uh, impressed, Jim. So thank you. Oh, And you and you did that one, like Oliver, Oliver, you're talking about 99 Red Balloons, but you did it in German, didn't you, Jim? I did do it in German, yes. Um, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, what a, what a challenge that was. And and the thing was, I can remember thinking, I'll do it first because it can only get easier from there. But <laughs> it, but if you can imagine the thought process whilst doing it, because it it actually took nearly a day to. to do it. Oh God, I'm <laughs> feeling so guilty. No, 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 don't, don't, because I was more than happy uh, to accept the challenge. But but yeah, just it was that feeling as you're getting through the day of going. I've got another 22 to do after this because there were 23 <laughs> songs in the end. Um, but, I mean, when I got to the end, it actually felt like I'd really mastered something. You know, I actually felt like I achieved something, which was I think nice. the sprayed-on leather trousers probably helped with upping the octave uh, rate. Yeah. Probably. What happens if you, if you stuck that in the set and did it in Germany? Does everybody go crazy? Or yes, do they just would. Go, oh, God. <laughs> no, 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 they go crazy. Yeah. God, I could do a whole section, couldn't I? I could do Wind of Change, followed by <laughs> 99 Red Balloons, maybe with... Oh, I'm trying to think what else. Didn't you say that you were... Didn't you say that the next Boytronic album is going to be in German or something? Yeah. Is, is, oh, okay. Yeah, I've I've been told... So you'll need a language coach. Yeah. I could do that for you, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> Richard, will you be singing Lumpiest Mein Hund? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like to tell the listeners that I had a suggestion for this uh, evening's broadcast, which was for us to all sing <clears throat> German carol, Christmas carols that I would teach you. And oddly enough, Richard point blank refused and said he would never do such a thing. No, it wasn't so, that. It's just yeah, that... <laughs> <laughs> the technical aspect that. of what we're trying to do. Oh, yeah. I know that there are some people that think that we're all socially distancing and sitting in the same room, whereas, in fact, we're all socially distancing and sitting in completely different locations to do this. <laughs> Means that, that, oh, yeah, technically, it's just not a good idea because everything will be terribly out of sync and I'm not going to spend that much time editing it to, to get it. So we're all singing in a Oh Tannenbaum, oh Tannenbaum, wie grün sind deine Blätter. Can I be on your next compilation, Jim? Oh please, yeah, yeah. You can you can open the compilation with a voice like that. <laughs> if you did Nobody Jim, will get you... to track two. If you did a winter tour next next winter, if you did like a Christmas time tour of Germany, Oliver could just be like the support act. Can you imagine? Yeah, that would be brilliant. It would be brilliant. Yeah. Well, well I'm amazing. up for it. I'm up for it. So sorry, Jim, go back to this the Boytronic in German thing, because is that like is that Holger's idea? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was It makes sense. It was funny. We started to throw around some demos for a new album. We threw around three and then I get a message out of the blue going, tell you what, I think they're all crap. <laughs> um, 
we're going to do an album in German. It's it's the best thing we could do right now. And, and yeah, so I I said, well, I, you know, I don't speak German. I'm not really sure like how that. And he said, don't worry, I'll teach you. And uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't I haven't started laying down any vocals yet. But I mean, it's funny how I did. 99 red balloons the other day was just actually i mean i had the lyrics in front of me but i didn't know what they meant <laughs> so so and i because i couldn't remember them against the original anyway you know only bits and pieces so you know you just have to copy what you hear and hope that you get away with it don't you so um are you are you gonna like write yours in english and holger's gonna translate he's, he's already and... written them they're all, oh, so yeah. he's got the lyrics sus. Yeah, oh, he's okay. he's done all... Well, actually, it's... What is it? 13 tracks, of which 11 are in German. Um, right. One is in English, luckily. And one... Uh, one is a cover version of Heaven's in the Backseat of My Cadillac by Hot Chocolate. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh my <laughs> wow, word. that's a good selection. Huh? Yeah, it's a great, great song. I never knew it, actually, but it's... Um... Were Boytronic's original hits in German, Jim? Uh, no. No. Really? But they've dabbled, uh, sort of dabbled on with the odd album track and the odd B-side, but never... The, the hits aren't in German. Do you have... Um... The kind of heavy duty people that might get you onto TV. I can imagine them going down well on German television on some of those hit shows that they have. Uh, I've I've always had that as a as an idea, but I think it would still be similar to here that you would probably have to get a really good PR, you know, sort of spend mm. spend the money, and then then they it would reawaken something, and they say, oh yeah, of course, you know, you know, a bit like if. Nick Kershaw came back tomorrow and whatever, you know, he, he would need the he would need the team behind him. Um, because as we know, uh, the, the Germans are very faithful to their artists and they don't go out of fashion like, you know, I was just being disparaging about Rick Astley. Um, but Rick Astley, if he was German, he would still be, you know, all the old boys like Heino and, and people like that. Um, and indeed Nina, they don't go out of fashion. They just grow old and they continue to have more than, one hit after the other and to uh, appear on TV regularly. Yeah, everything I've seen, almost music is like supporting a football team. Mm. It's like you go through good and bad, um, you go through bad performances, you go through bad albums, but the fans n never go away. It's actually hard to make them go away for some bands in Germany. Um, <laughs> um, there's, there's a, there's a. What, what, it's unconditional. That's the word. It's um. That's that's absolutely right. Although I, actually, I was looking through my albums recently, and I do have a lot of long forgotten German bands. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I've got like there's a M, M walking on the water, and the Rainbirds, and Ideal, and the Germany Days, and Extra Breit. If you add them all up, I've probably got about twenty five albums by them. And you never hear anything from them anymore at all. It was NDW, the Neue Deutsche Welle, the new German wave. Oh, yeah. From With um, the 80s. Hubert Carr, that guy. Oh, yes. And uh, But the, the Tortenhausen, the Dead Trousers, one of my favourite uh, band names, they're still around and they're still big, very big. 
Yeah, I've seen them on a lot of documentaries now. They get to they get to throw in their their tuppence worth. Oh, what as talking heads? Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, they they often yeah just sort of talking about the wall or the scene or yes that kind of thing. Yeah, Campino is the singer, and he's kind of he's he, your go to person for a quote. Yeah, yeah. And how, how did how did the Bollock brothers become famous in Germany and popular in Germany? It's a family just, show. Uh, it was probably me running around saying to everyone, "There's a band called." No, it wasn't me. But <laughs> I didn't know they were they're, big in Germany. Yeah, yeah, they're popular. That's the place that they are. That that, that, that they're popular. I know, like people yeah. who like go, who sort of like say, "Oh, is his name Jock?" Yeah, Jim? yeah, the, yeah. Jock from the Bollock Brothers said something about something, and you just like think, like, who the fuck is listening to Jock from the Bollock Brothers? No offense, I'm sure he's probably like a lovely guy, but it's just, you know, they it just sounds like oh, I don't know. They it, were they ever a serious band? I don't, well, I mean, like so. that, I can't I'm, imagine that they were. I'm still a bit confused by the whole Bollock Brothers thing, but <laughs> I've. Was it you that told me, maybe? Or did I Google it? There's a link between Jock and John Lydon. Somehow. Yes, there is. Yeah, and I, yeah, I yeah. can't remember exactly what it is. But whether he was able to go to Germany and then say, oh, you know, I'm, do some interviews and say, oh, I'm, I'm a mate of John's. But some, something went on, didn't it? Because, um, because musically, it's sort of like a punk version of the Pet Shop Boys, if you listen to the... <laughs> <laughs> the record sounds good it it, it it has its moments yeah yeah there are certain bands who uh will always be in inverted commas big in germany uh, one of them is fisher Z, who never had a single hit here mm. and who are huge in germany another one an old, even older band called supercharge they've they've always been big in germany and uh there are others there, there are various sort of rocky type blues bands that I know that, that can get seriously well-paid work in Germany and nobody's heard of them here. And Modern Talking, another one. Modern Talking, that's a German, <laughs> it's a German band though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to do our quiz later on? Oh yes, please. Yeah, do I, it now then, Oliver. Are you up for a quiz? Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and after that we might do some top threes, something like that? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, so the thing is, you see, I have become... Uh, horribly obsessed by Richard Osman's House of Games uh, and I can't let a single day go past and so therefore at this late stage in life I've decided I'd like to change career direction and become a, a question master in a quiz which is quite convenient because we've now got a quiz Well that's good as long as it's not I have like got... Only Connect uh, <laughs> Why? Too easy for you Rich? No no, exactly, exactly the opposite. I, just... I don't think I could, uh, I could compete with a glorious uh, Victoria. I'm afraid. So uh, there we go. Uh, I have got five questions for each of you. Oh. They'll be of no interest to any listeners, but the listeners can still join in. And uh, would you like me to do them alternately? Let's do them alternately. Okay. Yeah. And I will, I will get a pen, or as they say. Oh, I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. The laser display board, and I will note down the points, and I'll tell you at the end who's won. Is there a prize? Long at home. Yeah, is the there prize, a prize? Yeah, the prize is uh, glory. Uh, 
a bottle of Budweiser, and I'll take the top off for you. <laughs> you'll you'll take your gonna... you'll take your top off. Take your top off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I, I was looking, as, as, as I've been doing a lot in the last year or so, looking through old photo albums, and it's amazing to discover that I once looked quite sort of slim and, and, and quite amazing in a pair of uh, Speedos I discovered this afternoon, which has caused great upset in the family, who said, put that away and don't ever show it to us again. Oh, well, I'll, I'll congratulate. See. I'll, I'll <laughs> congratulate you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, starting with question one, uh, this question goes to Jim. Jim, which band that Richard was in took its name from a song by Billie Holiday? Trip. No, Richard's band was called... um, (laughs) Sorry, we're going to have to... Have you forgotten? Yeah, I'm on the Budweiser. This is terrible. Uh, Richard's band was called Strange Fruit. Did you know that? Funnily enough, this is bizarre. I I think not. But what I do think is that as about when I was about nine years old, I saw a bunch of posters around Winchester with Strange Fruit written on them. That's quite likely. Yeah, that would have been it. That's yeah. very likely. Yeah. yeah. They were good. Actually, Richard, who was in that band? Because I found some old photos and I didn't recognise two of the members. Oh, well, Strange Fruit was um, was Trip before Trip. So Strange Fruit was me and Cave. Mm-hmm. And then on on bass, there was a guy called Cyrus, Cyrus Young from Basingstoke. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. um, so those photographs that you found... Where it's strange fruit supporting Big Dipper at the Joiners. Oh, what that a night that was. was. Um, yeah, that was me, Cave Cyrus, <coughs> and maybe maybe Scott from Flick at that point on drums. Ah, I think it was. I think yeah, it was. The, 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 yeah, got it. The drumming position was a bit Spinal Tap. It kind of like changed with the wind. So yeah, Nick Bevan played drums for a bit. Um, Scott played drums for a bit, and. Yeah, it was almost like the name Strange Fruit would have carried on, but it was almost like a kind of, um, it seemed like bad luck, drummer-wise. So when <laughs> yeah. so when Pete Pete was then in Strange Fruit, but then Pete got Johnny in to play drums, and then we thought we'd better change the name to, so we could keep the lineup. Um, I mean, you know, not that I'm superstitious, only because it's bad luck. But it's, yeah, we just, um, yeah, changed the name. But it worked, didn't it? All right, question number one for Richard. Mm. Richard, what was the name of the town in Somerset where Tripp recorded their final songs with John Parrish? Street. Well done. So it's not only a town, but it's a street. One point to Richard. Jim, what filling was in the sandwiches you supplied to Ginger Baker? Cheese and onion. <clears throat> Cheese and pickle. Oh, oh so close <laughs> and not yet so far away. I think you and could he... argue that's a technicality, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Richard Osmond would not let that pass. <laughs> Richard, question two. For what industry is the Somerset Town of Street famous? 
Cadbury's chocolate. Uh-uh. Oh, it's no, it's leather. Shoes, it's Clark's. Clark's. Yes. Oh, you nearly got it, but well, no, there's not much actually to do with chocolate and shoes, but so you didn't really nearly, nearly get it. Where's Cadbury's World then? That's down there somewhere, isn't That's it? That's Birmingham just Way. That? That's Bourneville. Oh. Bourneville, isn't it? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Jim, question three. And I don't want to make too fine a point on it, but you've got naught so far. That's not a problem. To which city... Did I travel in January 2016 to see you only to find that your tour had been cancelled? Bremen, Germany. Uh -uh. (laughs) It was Kiel in Schleswig-Holstein. Oh, dear. In the legendary venue called Prinz Willi. Oh, no. Never mind. (laughs) It's still anybody's game. As we come to Richard's question three, Richard, what is the real name of Scarlett from Jim's band Scarlett Soho? Uh, Amy Brown. Very good. I'll, I'll, I'll just get a pen and I'll go. That's the getting one right sound. Jim. Yes. Question four. I'm confident with this one. What is the full name of the band D.A.F.? It's uh, Deutsche American Freundschaft. I will give it to you. Something. Deutsche Amerikanische Freundschaft. Yeah, very good, Jim. Oh, thank you. You're on the board. Phew. Richard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read you out a set list oh. of a band. Yeah. And I want you to tell me what song is missing. <clears throat> oh, my God. Yes. So the set list is Funky Crow, Blue Suede Shoes, Roll Over Beethoven, Wild Thing, and... I'm going to have... I haven't... This is just a guess, but I'm going for Love Is All Around. Oh, how intriguing. You'll have to tell me how you came to that one. This was uh, the band that you and I were in, and the the final song was called Watch It by oh, Gary Ravillo. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> and it was in the uh, it was in the concert hall at Henry Beaufort School and it was a um end of year disco. Oh you see I had Love Is All Around because Wild Thing, I thought, oh maybe ah, it's the frogs. Ah, good thinking, good thinking. Oh well that was logical, so uh but I can't I really no give idea. you a point. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. God, what a stickler. Well, but <laughs> this is actually quite exciting because as it stands, Jim has one point and Rich has two. But there's only one more question each. Oh. Sudden death penalties. Oh, oh, Christ. And I haven't got any. Oh, no, I haven't really got any penalty questions. So let, one of you, can you one of you please win? <laughs> we can share a beer. We, we could share. You get a couple of straws. <laughs> 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 Actually, I, as they're only nine ninety nine for twenty bottles, you could have a bottle each if it's a drink. Thank you, Jim. What was the name of the venue which was situated in the Crown Hotel, Eastley? Oh, I don't know if I ever knew uh, mm. the Crown Hotel. I could give you a clue. Would you like a clue? Uh, go on then. 
Why would I be asking you, of all people, such a question? In view of your surname. Okay. <laughs> Richard Osman wouldn't have been so lenient. Uh, was it the Knights Bar? Yeah, I'll give it to you. It was called Ooh. Knights. Oh, wonderful. And as we go into the final question of the competition, Jim has two points and Rich has two points. Richard, are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like I'm like Tony Parks in the 1984 UEFA Cup final. <laughs> what drunk? <laughs> no, ready to save this last one. <laughs> Bring it on. Your final question is: What is the best pub in the world? Is this a trick question? Is this a personal thing, or am I not allowed to get any clues? It's all gone quiet. I'm not allowed any. I'm just going to say the Full Flat Arms. Yes, I will give you that because oh. I would also have accepted the one that I can't pronounce in Granada, but you would have argued that was the best bar in the world. Exactly, yes. And at the end of the competition, it's Richard 3, Jim 2. Well done, Richard. Oh, cheers, mate. I think I got the easier questions, though, because you got asked a question about an old band of mine, and I didn't get asked what was the band that you had before Scarlet Soho. And when you got asked that question, I was trying to remember what it was called. Oh, what it was it called? Because that's why I didn't ask ele it. Elemental? No. Um, Elementary. Elementary? My dear Watson. Oh, it would have been close. Was it called oh. just Elementary or was it called Elementary, My dear Watson? Uh, it was just Elementary, but as you can imagine, every local newspaper would put afterwards, My dear Watson... Uh, which yes. so we, we may as well have called the band that really thinking well, that... you, you should have found a support band called my dear watson yeah ah a oh, good quiz oliver yeah thank, thank you. you merry christmas well it, it actually did keep me awake last night because i kept thinking of uh, new ridiculous questions and then uh, rejecting them in favor of even more ridiculous ones and you obviously know the answer one question back to you oliver because oh, you're no. just talking no no but you're you're talking about um is it Richard Osman? Yes. The quiz guy? This is such an obvious, easy one. What band does his brother play the bass for? Oh, Suede, Matt yeah, Osman. But do you know what? I didn't know that until you told me. And they're just up there up the up the road from here in Haywards Heath. Ah, yes. And oh, gosh. That thing, that, that, you know, I love him even more then. Well, you know that thing where, like, I don't know what it says at Winchester now, but, like, you know, train stations would say... Um, you know, welcome to Basingstoke, home of Avada Insurance or something like that. Like I always thought like it should be like, you know, welcome to Woking, home of the jam. And it would yes. be so good if Haywards Heath had a sign where he said, Welcome hmm. to Haywards Heath, home of Suede. It would just be like so much cooler than whatever it is that they've got there now, which I've got no idea. Probably some insurance company as well. I guess Suede would have to sponsor it though, which would be less cool. Who was it I saw the other day? There's a there's a band that are sponsoring a football team shirt, and I can't remember who it was, but it was... The Libertines used to sponsor Margate, I think. Yeah, and I know Fatboy Slim did Brighton for a bit, didn't he? And one of, one of, um, one of Massive's members is the kind of graphic, like, 
graphic consultant for Forest Green Rovers, I think, ah. as well. But yeah, there's mm. someone I didn't expect popped up the other day, and I can't remember. I mean, it was mm. a lower league, lower league team. Well, you have been known to put on gigs at Winchester Football Club, Jim. Yes, I have. And they're great. I, I really enjoy them when they happen. But Well, you just didn't like sitting in the turnstiles, which is a pretty <laughs> yeah. cool thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh... But, yeah, I mean, I haven't done one there in a long, long time. But, yeah, it'd be good to do another. I mean, at one stage you were contemplating doing like an entire festival there, wouldn't it, weren't you? Yeah, it's always something they've touched on and then they've yeah gone a little bit quiet on it. I think <laughs> I think they're just worried about the pitch, actually. Oh yes, um, because I would want I really wanted to put some boards down and maybe do it on the pitch, but I think they want to do everything off the pitch. I mean, does that little clubhouse still exist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, I came down to a couple of those those shows. They were really good fun. They were like a little tiny mini stage in the corner, didn't you? Yeah, they were packed as well. (laughs) Yes. You you, you and Amy sitting in the turnstiles. It was so sweet. Yeah, really little sweat box. And I mean, the second one was a bit hairy because all the kids kept on because it's it's in the leisure centre grounds, basically. And all of the kids kept hiding bottles of wine and beer uh, in in the bushes. Oh, yeah. And then they would run back out, have a few swigs, and then run back into the gig. So although although they were being semi-diligent, it still wasn't an ideal situation. <laughs> <laughs> Especially as you'd promised them that their bar takings would go through the roof. At, at yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean... It's probably why we didn't do more, actually. Have you two made any best of lists for this year? Kind of. I mean, it's been very, obviously, it's been a weird year. And so mine are really random, apart from one. But you go first, Oliver. Yours are pretty sensible. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, I've made a list of power tools. Oh, see, that's interesting. Power tools. That sounds (laughs) good. Well, because... I've bought three this year and uh, I've enjoyed them all enormously. Shall I go through them all now or should we take it in turns to... Now, I'm going to go from num- number three. Yeah. Is my hedge trimmer, which uh, is rechargeable and because previously, every time I was trimming a hedge with my normal one, I would cut through the cable mm. within about 30 seconds of starting to trim the hedge and then I'd have to take it into uh, the repair shop. And eventually uh, the cable was only about uh, one meter long. So that had to go. So that was a huge advantage now that I can just charge it up and not worry about that. Second one, which I adore, is my leaf blower. Which I, got, <clears throat> I got from Aldi, one of those random, you know, you walk in and down the middle aisle and you think, yeah. Hmm, God, I really need one of those. And <laughs> sure enough, the power of marketing, the leaf blower has been an absolute lifesaver because it doesn't only blow, but it sucks. And uh, so you can blow the leaves into a little pile, then you switch yeah. the little lever the other way, and you go, and it sucks them all up into its bag, which you then deposit on the compost heap. 
But the uh, nine number one is quite controversial because <laughs> it's a chainsaw. It's a chainsaw. Nothing controversial about a chainsaw. Well, I don't know. I I I um. I sent off for a chainsaw and got completely ripped off and it never appeared. They sent me like a, a, a hacksaw worth about a pound and claimed that that was what I ordered. So uh, this one is, uh, my problem is that my wife says that I really, really should not even dream of using a chainsaw because... She's, she's absolutely right. She mm. is right. I, mm. I'm completely incompetent with any kind of anything mm. uh, technical and it's a miracle. I only bought it about two weeks ago, but it's a miracle that my limbs are all intact. But I've got it and it makes me feel manly and it makes me feel macho. And I strip to my waist and I wield this thing. There's no trees left in my garden. They've all gone. Uh, and it was only twenty nine ninety nine from Screwfix. So what more can you ask? That's the end of my... That's the a end of my list. A 30 quid chainsaw does not sound like a good chainsaw to me. I'll show it to you next time you are allowed to come and visit me. Is the uh, Swiss yeah. cottage still intact? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. That sounds like it would be the first thing to go. <laughs> oh, dear. It's not that big a chainsaw. If I demolished the Swiss cottage, I could then chop up the elements of it. But nah. Wait a minute. You, you haven't put your power washer in there. Oh, well, I, I thought this was a top three of this year. My oh, power no, washer uh, is about a decade old at least. Oh, well, you've got a carcher, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> Jim, have you, got, have you got any lists? Or, uh, I, have, uh... I have one quite boring list. But I'll, oh, go on. Um, it's three, three meals that I couldn't cook before the pandemic that now I can. Good um, one. Good one. Oh, yeah, so, uh, one. so in third position is the very simple... Uh, curried no it's not curried what am I saying it's roasted with curried elements butternut squash mm. which is very very nice and then uh, in second position is uh, uh, just a sweet and sour vegetable like soya dish which I've uh, Enjoyed making that one and had that quite a lot. But in first position is the slow-cooked coconut lentil curry. Oh. Uh, with, a, with a squeeze of lime. Very nice. Oh, my goodness. That just sounds absolutely delectable. Yeah. So. Can, I, can I chip in with one here? Like I, uh, the, the main one that I've had that could go on that list, and that's a very, very good list to have, is I don't know what the, the actual authentic traditional name is, but it's chickpeas, paneer and spinach. Just mm. I, like literally there's at least two nights a week when I'm eating that. It's just a, and I couldn't do that before lockdown Ooh, or a... never tried to before lockdown. Yeah, you can get it around at Baboo's and like, um, yeah. I'd, That's a winner. I'd, yeah, nick, nick their idea and run with it. And it's a goodie. It's definitely a goodie. Because you're not a vegan, are you, Rich? No, no, I'm not even, I'm not even vegetarian. A gym? I'm a, I'm a six-day veggie. Chicken curry is my weakness, you know. Mm. Um, but, oh, you know, it's, it's a small step, but I'm getting there, you know. Yeah, I'm eating lots. 
less meat these days than I was. I can't even remember actually last time I had any meat. Weird. What, what about your list, Richard? Well, I've got a few lists. <sighs> like I've got I've got a sensible list of well, since this is a podcast, I've got a list of podcasts. That are Good, great podcasts. Shall I do that? Yeah. God, it all sounds very sensible compared to yours. Okay, I'll I'll do it as quick as possible. Um, and these are ones, not necessarily ones that I've discovered this year, but ones or ones that came out this year, but ones that are just like really good. Uh, first one is um, a football related one, Stadio, which is two guys, Ryan Hahn and Musa Kwanga. And they, they're actually, weirdly enough, they're, they're both, um, they're both English, I think, and based in, but based in Berlin. And they do a podcast about football, but it's more, it is about football, but a lot of it's about football as a cultural event not just a sport if that makes sense uh the other one another one would be how to invent a country which is a bbc one with misha glenny um where him and his producer go off and do three-part series about the history of different countries which is very funny and very informative uh 15 minutes with flav and windy which is these two guys flav and windy talking about various subjects whether that be sleep or conspiracy theories i know them like kind of both from spurs podcasts and they've got together and done this one uh back to work dan benjamin and merlin mann on the five by five network worth listening to anything on the five by five network always still good and the other one which i'm very proud of at the moment because uh the host of this show favorited a tweet of mine about six o'clock on sunday morning and that was I was stupidly excited by this, but it's a it's a show that isn't going anymore. And I think they only did one series, but it's a show called Mystery Show, and Starly Kine is the host. And it's just one of the greatest podcasts that was ever made and will ever be made. So go on to Google and just Google Mystery Show Belt Buckle, find that episode, and you're off. Just a beautiful thing. And that's my list of five podcasts everybody should listen to. I thank you. I thank you. I've also got a list of colours, but that that's a very strange thing to do on radio. But Well, try it. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Okay, I'm going to... This is for any graphic designers out there. Anybody else should probably fast forward about 30 seconds. I'm going to read a list of CMYK values of colours. Um, these colours all come from a range of homeware made by a German independent homeware company. And they're just really nice colours. So I'm just going to give the, a rough idea of the colour and then the CMYK value. <clears throat> it's going to be like football scores, this. Red, 23, 89, 67, 11. Orange, 2, 63, 63, 0. Eighty, forty-five, thirty-nine, ten. Turquoise, seventy-four, seven, forty-four, zero. And also, I'd like to give a shout out to the best rich black there is, which is sixty, forty, forty, a hundred. And those are the colours of twenty twenty. Spectacularly mm. interesting. I mean, you see, I'm someone who's perfectly happy to li listen to the shipping forecast for five <laughs> minutes mm. twice a day. And that's even more riveting, actually. 
Hmm. Yeah, there's nowhere to go after that, really. <laughs> Shall we say Happy Christmas to everybody? Happy Christmas. Yeah, happy, All Christmas. Of you. happy Christmas. Yeah. See you in the new year.